Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the week 14 Swolecast. No soccer, Dave. He, he typed in our chat yesterday that he was probable with a case of the man flu, woke up this morning and said, oh, my throat hurts. I can't I can't possibly do 45 minutes of banter with my friends. So no soccer, Dave. And Tuttle, uh, Tuttle right now is grinding projections for a midweek English Premier League slate instead of giving you guys the goods. But we're here, week 14. Can't wait to stack Houston, New York Jets. It is the week 14 Swolecast. Yep, that's me. I just want you guys to know I'm total dust. I'm the problem. Hear ye, hear ye. Leave it to the guy with the crypto dreams, Abby, to not understand content. <laughs> I should have known you getting 30 likes was directly written by someone else. <laughs> you know me. I don't do a, a ton of research before the show. I put no research into this. Don't know if it's true at all. You're on the right show. To it, bro. Live a little. Live a little. Just live a little, guys. All right, boys. We're here. Um, We have been graced with $5,900 Zach Moss in the exact same spot that he was in last week. 19 carries inside the five-yard line for Zach Moss. No touchdowns. Um, But, yeah, you know, the the Christmas season is here. It's the first slate of, uh, of December that we're doing this show. Uh, Karain is with us instead of Mr. Tuttle 05. So the third person on the show, I think we'll be able to get 15 minutes of words edgewise between the two of us, Peter. Does that, does that sound about right? Yeah, this is the long con to slowly turn the swole cast into ship chasing. We're just like, you know, week <laughs> by week. We'll, we'll this... substitute you for Gretch next week and we'll just, you know, commandeer the swole cast airwaves eventually. I mean, if you think I'm giving up these better collective paychecks, you got another thing coming, brother. <laughs> it's not so much the better collective paychecks. It's a platform to fish for head-to-head invites on DraftKings. That's what you use this platform Oh, it for. has been, let me tell you, the invite streets have been so kind to me this year. Um, Crane, how we doing, bud? How you living? Doing good. I mean, if we could just get control of the, of the stream yard here and, and put up the ship chasing, I think... We're we're pretty close to there. We can we can yeah. fool the people that it's ship chasing. The, the the transition would be complete. Um, all right, Peter. It is uh it is not the funnest week in NFL Daily Fantasy football history. So I, I really need you to bring it with the Oversets overview. Okay. Got that dog in a butt. 
Yeah, you got you guys are going to get a lot of content because the uh, peak behind the court curtain. I normally write these Wednesday mornings, like nine thirty or ten. I hadn't opened up our Slack chat, so I write the Overzets overview. I go in there, I see Tuttle saying, "Can we do the show at a different time?" Blah blah blah, and I see that he's out and that Davis is going to reach out to Crane. So I'm like, "All right, I'll go add some Crane stuff to the Overzets overview." Type that in. Then I check back again, and now Kitchen says he can't go in. So now I have to go back and add information. So uh, you guys are going to get your bang for your buck with the Overzets overview here. It hasn't uh, even started yet. It hasn't even started. Uh, the I do want to read the full injury report. Uh, Mr. Tuttle 05 is out with a UCL. That's, good, that's, right? very, that's very inside baseball. So it's funny to me, but only like 10 people got it. But it's very funny. I feel like we've referenced UCL enough on him with his soccer projections. And uh, David Kitchen is out with a sore throat after screaming for Derrick Henry all day on Sunday. So, yeah, we are running a skeleton crew here. Um, last week though, guys, our swell gas lineup was still a disaster despite having DFS pro Ricky D on hand to try to save it. Our lineup scored 123.46 points for reference. Davis, I think what your cash team scored like 169 points. Yeah. Almost, almost harder to build 120 points than 180 points last week. Truly. Yeah. I, I don't know how that happened, but actually I do. Maybe this is the week that Davis doesn't force A.T. Perry into our goddamn line, Davis. <laughs> no A.T. Perry. This is coming, dude. No. Uh, we I think, also... I think, to be fair, I think I selected Lynn Bowden last week instead. Yeah, that worked out. Um, but it, it wasn't just A.T. Perry. We also had the genius idea to stack up Sam Howell with Terry McLaurin, who had less receptions then Deron Bland had interceptions in week 13. There's a fun Deron <laughs> Bland fact for you, Davis. This is going to um, go viral now. <laughs> to add insult to injury, we did lose to Clay Matthews in his own free roll contest on draft. <laughs> and I should probably just stop taunting him at this point because he's been probably crushing us uh, in the aggregate. Uh, Clay did the prudent thing and played. Wait, let me look at this. No, he played an unstacked Brock Purdy, guys. Clay Matthews rolled out unstacked. Brock Purdy, this dude saw one thread from Max Steinberg about naked Purdy being GTO and said, I have the Sims in my goddamn head. I think Clay Matthews is a Sim bro now, guys. Um, the dude also played Jalen Waddle as the ultimate leverage off of Tyreek Hill. Wow. You might just be watching the show at this point, yeah. honestly. <laughs> He's a fan. I mean, Clay Matthews is out here galaxy braining GPP plays. He makes way too fancy of plays and still beats the monstrosities that we build on a Wednesday. Uh, shout out uh, to Clay Matthews. Uh, thanks again to Ricky D for filling in last week. He enjoyed some Swolecast run good in week 13. He posted a screenshot of his winnings on Twitter. $12,902 uh, in, uh, wait a second, that's not profit. No, uh, no, it is profit. 13K profit, nice and easy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, winning 12000 would have been my best week of the year, but uh, Ricky D didn't obscure the amount entered. He had two, this isn't a joke, he had $228,215 in play on DraftKings in week 13. Jeez. Uh, uh, that's that's, what that's why get. when touts, that's why when touts tell you that winning the Millionaire Maker just got them even, they're not lying. No, yeah. I mean, that's you got to go five. You got to win the million maker every five weeks if that's what your, if that's what your ROI is. Um, that's what you get for hanging around with us, Ricky. 
And also for touting fucking Austin Eckler. I mean, come on, Ricky. Uh, this week, we do have Patrick Crane filling in. And luckily, there's no way he would ever tout Austin Eckler. Dude has done jack shit for him throughout Pat's <laughs> playing career. Um, <laughs> Davis, I do have to ask, how many people did you reach out to to ask to jump on today before you settled for Crane? <laughs> Zero. First wow. 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 <laughs> That's just because well, Davis knows that you'll say yes and that he's not going to have to go fish around. That's well, normally, true. normally I would ask Silva first because for the vibes, you know, like it's you know yeah. getting the, getting the band back together. But I I did this maybe six weeks ago when Tuttle didn't want to do it, and uh, Reeves and Silva and Thorman and JJ were all like, "Dude, we are so fucking busy. We're not doing your dumb little show." So I was like, "All right, <laughs> I got. I did it the one time." It's not dumb. This is our show, and it's very important. Um, in other news, Bitcoin and NFTs are pumping, which means we are just one failed late swap away from Davis shilling something like the Golden Pups again <laughs> online. Well, also, like, are we sure we know why Kitchen's not here? claiming right now. He's finally buying the dip on uh, board eight before it goes to the moon again. Um, the best ball playoffs start next week, and I recommend if maybe we have some best ball maxis tuning in because Karain is here. I do recommend you guys play DFS this weekend um, just to get some practice for what it's like to get your dick kicked in uh, before you realize how cool <laughs> these advancement structures are going to be. It's great practice. Come get dusted with us. You'll feel a lot better when you lose 99% of your teams after week 14, uh, week 15. Um uh, another talking point in the DFS GPP streets, lots of talking heads, pundits concerned about how the Sims are impacting DFS ownership projections and how this constant leveling dynamic is making the games harder. Luckily on the Swolecast, we are simply focused on picking the worst plays on a Wednesday. We are the level. That's what I realized. We are the initial level that everyone could outlevel themselves on. Um, in week 14, we somehow have a Monday night football double header that starts at the same time. I guess Goodell didn't spring for chat GPT plus when he made the schedule uh, with AI on this one. Seriously, two games at the same time on a Monday. Uh, the best game of the week is on a Sunday night. Uh, Dallas and Eagles. Half the league is starting backup QBs. Your bank bankroll has slowly been siphoned off into the pockets of Jason Robbins. And you just canceled your SIM subscription because it told you to play Zach Moss at 75% ownership. Eat Arby's. Back to you. Not Dave. Back to you, Davis. Well, I mean, look, if you liked playing Zach Moss at 77% ownership last week, you are going to fucking love to play him at 77% ownership this week because not a single thing has changed. The context of the slate, uh, these are the games with totals above 45. Seattle-San Francisco, just because San Francisco's team total is so high. Buffalo-Kansas City, and that's it. That's That's all we got. That's all we got for... For high total games. Uh, these are right. these are some these are some of the quarterbacks that are starting. Joe Flacco, probably Trevor Simeon, maybe, maybe Brett Rippon, CJ Beathard or Nathan Rourke, Desmond Ritter, Aiden O'Connell, Jake Browning, Jameis Winston, Josh Dobbs. I mean, this is I everyone, you know, everyone says, Oh, it's the it's the craziest NFL season ever. We never could have I mean, this actually is the worst. Like it is. Having to having to stare Jake Browning in the face is so brutal. Zach Wilson it's is also, not starting, by the way. Chad. It's tough because like, he is. They just announced that. 
he is a lot of time a lot of time left on that clock peter a lot of time left for new developments <laughs> before sunday morning a lot of, so, lot of ball game left let me let me tell you so this quote davis you're calling bullshit on this quote from robert Sala earlier we always believed he was the best qb in terms of giving us the chance to win Yes, uh, I am. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and throw the challenge flag. Uh, Robert, <laughs> you I'll let that. you book however much money you want, Davis. Uh, I get Zach Wilson is starting this week, and you get the other side for you can. What odds? What up. odds do you give me that any non Zach Wilson? Give me a price, and I'll tell you if I'll bet it. I'll give you ten to one. I'll book that for twenty bucks. Okay, done. Anyways, what about what about week 17 JSN versus Tyler Lockett? Who does Leone project for more points? Yeah, Crane, handicap that one. Who do you think projects for more in week 17, assuming full health for everyone? From Leone? Yeah, yes, Leone projects. Oh, bad. God. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> <laughs> what what okay. if this is the one week that Leone's just like far off from industry consensus? Everyone has JSN projected higher, and I get screwed by Leone going rogue. By well, no, just by Leone regressing everything to to the absolute <laughs> nth level. Um, all right, so this is the most interesting question of the week that you have to decide before you start building anything, and your answer to this question will determine your entire strategy for the week. Which is, is Patrick Mahomes still good? Because if the answer is I don't know or no or I'm unsure, that changes a lot. If your answer is a definitive yes, I still think Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, then a lot opens up to you that that would not be open up because that is still the highest team. That's the highest total game of the week. Kansas city's 25 point team total is the third highest of the slate though for no, Yeah. Third highest, third highest. It's higher than Baltimore. So, uh, crane, what do you say? Well, also like Pacheco's looking like a decent value. So maybe there's, are we going to get like leverage on top of it all? With with Mahomes. Well, what if what if he's suspended for punching a dude in the face? Oh right. Have you thought about it? Is that a thing? Sam Sherman mentioned it in his establishtherun.com waiver wire column as a reason to pick up Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So <laughs> wow. I didn't know ETR had turned into a tinfoil hat uh conspiracy. I, mean, it is, I think <laughs> I, I think it is uh I think that is a legit uh and the chat is telling us that he's questionable. I mean, he's like everyone's a questionable on Wednesday. Uh the the I mean let's so let's just say hypothetically Pacheco doesn't play and McKinnon is still out. Does that make you more or less interested in Mahomes stacks? More. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what's tough for me with that too is just how the Chiefs have been playing, right? Where their defense is good. Bad. They've been running the ball. Been the question bad. is, did the Bills just come out? you know, pants on fire. They read some of Chess Liam's tweets, fired themselves up. They're ready to run the table. We're running the table, <laughs> baby. The Bills have been like, running the table since week eight. Liam's been pretty confident about running the table since week eight. They haven't been fully running the table, though. They, they need to <laughs> practice on their running the table because they keep losing games. What do you What do you think, if, if Liam had to choose between these two outcomes, the Bills run the table, but they install Dawson Knox as a 90% uh share tight end and relegate you know dalton kincaid to just complete you know, what he was role. before or and but they run the table and make the playoffs or it dalton kincaid just crushes every single game and the bills don't make the playoffs which one would you choose well first off i Easily i'd be remiss if i didn't make if i didn't make this joke which is that the bills can't run the table because their fans jump through it 
That's an obvious one. That was an obvious one. Liam Liam would definitely rather the latter. He would rather the Kincaid bags get pumped, and he just says, uh, you know, it wasn't our year. We'll be back. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Liam is a master laundry cooper. So especially if it comes in like a a near miss – you know, the Bills kind of showed that they should have made it, but they didn't. And then he gets to talk about how the playoffs are basically like an asterisk playoffs because the Bills didn't make it. And, and then the he's Bengals didn't how- make it. He'll have, he'll have double asterisk because the Bills and the Bengals are both. We'll start talking about the it. refs in the Eagles game. You know, it'll be January or something. <laughs> then he gets a whole offseason of Josh Allen disrespected, but it's going to come roaring back, prove that he's so the best. It's, it's, so, it's so obvious. Yeah. Uh, so, Peter, this is pretty interesting to me, which is that the Lamar, Allen, and Mahomes are all, you know, these high projected quarterbacks or whatever. I It's hard, I think, for ownership to totally flow to them because the field is just going to do what they saw last week, which is I'm playing Purdy, brother. You know, Purdy, Purdy just gets 40, just gets 30 every single week. He is 6,500. He's the clear value. That'll be who people play. Uh, in cash I think I think people probably learned their lesson with Russell Wilson last week they they put their they put their hand on the stove too many times and then I I can already I I can close my eyes and I can peer in the crystal ball I already know what I'm doing which is I will play a bunch of DJ Moore and Justin Fields and then get mad when the Purdy Debo team ships it for the third week in a row I think I do think the Purdy stuff is interesting he had his second worst game of the season against seattle on that thanksgiving evening christian mccaffrey went nuts uh in that game and i, I it's been in my head ever since reeves said it but you know kind of respecting the seahawks uh secondary just a little bit more i don't know if it's it's not as clean of a spot as it was last week the price is up the interest is going to be much higher i do really like the idea of getting to like fields lamar or mahomes this week and avoiding you know slappy brock chalk what do you think pat yeah, I like I like the Mahomes angle, but I I'm a little bit nervous about the Bills honestly with like the way they've been running the offense since Brady took over. They they've been pretty conservative on first down. If he's like really low pass rate of expected on first down and they've like I I don't know. I guess like if you're we we need that game to be fun and and shoot out, right? Um so that's that makes me like a little bit nervous that actually this offense has like kind of been sneaky conservative since they got rid of Dorsey. What do you do? Any of you guys buy into that kind of narrative that when these elite teams play each other, they kind of like throw out their traditional playbook and they don't play as scared because they know I do no lead is safe. Yeah, I, that's, I do. Because I look at this yeah. Bills Chiefs game, right? And I assume all of our first inclination is going back to that divisional game where Gabe Davis went nuts like two or so years ago, and it's like do these guys actually have a shootout game in them? Because the current iteration of the Chiefs certainly doesn't feel like it, um, but I want to still believe there's potential there. That That is, I mean, I think you literally saw it last week. I mean, I think 49, like the 49ers were still chucking the ball up 30, what, 28 points in the fourth? Debo's last touchdown came on a third and seven up 30 points when Jalen Hurts had gone to the locker room with an injury. Like, I I, I completely, I, I couldn't believe that anymore. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're humans. These guys are humans. Like you think Josh Allen doesn't want to go out. Like Josh Allen probably doesn't like 
Mahomes. Like, actually, like he probably like looks at that guy and he's like, "This fucking thirteen seconds, my ass, dude." The like, Sims I can't get, capture that. The, I mean, well, they can. The Sims can <laughs> capture everything, dude. Come on, the Sims. The Sims know. Uh, I, I, I think that's a real thing. I really do. Uh, not very scientific of me, but yeah, I think, I think both of these teams would like to score 35 points. Absolutely. Pat, what do you think people do with Lamar? What do you think about this spot for him? What last we were seeing, it was Zay Flowers, uh, kind of like cratering some of his passing production. Cause he was taking, you know, carries 45 yards, uh, to the house. I feel like people never know how to stack up Lamar. Um, yeah. now even with Mark Andrews, that gets even more difficult. Yeah, Lamar, I think, is in, a, is in a really nice spot. And then you also get, like, he's been kind of like, it, when I look at um, uh, EPA versus success rate, you kind of, I, I share this chart in the walkthrough every week, and certain guys kind of pop as positive regression candidates because they, they're, they've they been more consistent uh, than their efficiency would suggest. So there's maybe potential for them to jump up. And Lamar has been kind of one of these guys before he was kind of popping in this part of the chart right before the lions game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was also one of these candidates. Um, Geno Smith has been one of these candidates, which he just had the big game. So it's been something I I've been trying to keep an eye on. And Lamar Jackson's kind of settled back into that same spot in the chart that he was before the lions game or close to it. So I'm like, he's kind of just from that alone, just like kind of popping as a potential positive regression candidate. And then when you pair that with a matchup, that's pretty easy. Um, yeah. Whenever I mean, Gus Edwards stops scoring three rushing touchdowns per game, Lamar is going to have nuke spots. Yeah. And this, this definitely shapes. I mean, the, the Rams don't defend the middle of the field very well. Uh, the, the Ravens have been pretty aggressive at attacking the middle of the field. They're 30th in PFF's coverage grades. Um, they don't really take away first reads particularly well. I guess with the Ravens, that's not <laughs> all that helpful because we don't really know who they're going to go to. But um, I think just from the Lamar side, obviously there's stacking issues, but this is a really nice spot. I guess what are we? What's going on with the the Rams quarterback? Are we going to get a backup because that's not going to be fun for the game environment? Is Stafford injured again? I didn't see anything about him. I thought he was fine. Oh, you said you, you mentioned Rippin, so then I was worried I'd, I'd missed a Stafford. He got oh, signed, he's on the Jets. He got, he got signed by the Jets. <laughs> That's where Davis is booking. Tell him. He thinks Rippin's going to start over. Uh... <laughs> okay, God, you have me nervous. All right, yeah. yeah so I like I like uh, I like the spot a lot for Lamar. Yeah. What do you? Uh, I, oh, Dave. Just a thought on Davis is I like that call too of you know. Uh, Gus Edwards always craters the Lamar stuff. Like if you were playing two lineups and you had one with Lamar, like almost for sure play Gus Edwards in the other one as a way to like lever your own, you know, weekly portfolio of like, this is a good spot for the Ravens. They have a nice team total, probably going to score three to four touchdowns, either try to capture it through Lamar or Gus Edwards. I, I think the nice thing about Lamar now is that you can stack him cheaper because you don't have to play Andrews. You can do, you can do Zay, you can do likely, you can do Beckham. Yeah. Like, what do you guys, yeah, we'll get to likely, but I just feel like tight end conversation and now just so directly tied to quarterbacks. I do think if you were, if I was rolling out Lamar, I think I'd almost just lock in likely at 3,500 with him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think, so. I think that's true. All right. Let's, uh, let's build a, uh, draft Kings lineup and I will let, uh, I will let Mr. Corain, our guest pick, 
headed us off. Let's let's go Lamar. That's the, the yeah le- yeah beautiful. It's the only thing I felt excited about as we talked. Who do you want to who do you want to stack him with? Um, well, I like the likely call, and then I I'm Why big on I'm big on likely. Let's not screw around, guys. I can't come back next week and have to eat shit in front of Clay Matthews again. Let's actually let's stick the landing here. Yeah, let's play likely. All right, all right. But are we are we are we doubling it? No, I, you don't want to double stack Lamar. I don't think. I mean, with a 3,500 tight end, I think you can. To, to me, when I mentioned the likely thing, that was more just even like outside of it. Like, I just think you correlate at the position. It's cheap. To me, I almost don't even consider that as the What stack. about OBJ, like, 3,800? That's cheap. Yeah. Bill Barnwell will unblock me if this lineup. If this lineup yes. That, there we go. You know what? Yeah. I'll, I will try to renegotiate with Barnwell. If those of you guys don't know, when uh, Barnwell came on, I think it was on ship chasing, he, Davis said, hey, can you get me unblocked? And Barnwell said, oh, this was on DFS after, whatever. He said that Davis has to win a tournament with Odell Beckham, and then he will unblock him. I'm going to see if I can renegotiate, and if we just finish in the top half of the Clay Matthews uh, DoorDash football series, that'll unblock him with Odell Beckham. I think we can do this, guys. Perfect. All right, Peter, make a pick. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a gross one. Um, someone has to get some groans going, but I really like the price. I like the matchup. I don't think anyone's gonna play him. One Mr. Drake London at home versus the Bucks. No that groans. That is a groaner. That is uh that see, is I knew groaner. Davis would groan. Pat, you're not groaning with me. I'm not groaning. I mean, I think honestly, like just man up and play pits in 90% uh, route participation last week, but sure. Yeah, I, I agree. No, we already uh, chewed I, up our, unless you're, can you imagine a worse lineup than <laughs> double tight end with Isaiah likely and Kyle Pitts, the most <laughs> opium Pitts. tight end lineup ever. <laughs> oh, you need Austin Safarin and Jenkins somehow to get in there to, to complete the triumvirate. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll do it then. I'll take, I'll take Zach Moss for $5,900 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Back to you, Corinne. Now, isn't I, I'm why is he going to be quite as popular as last week? I mean, he, the price is up significantly and worse, worse. Yeah, worse he's late. not going to be seventy five percent. Maybe he'll be. Maybe he'll be sixty five percent. I don't know. I mean, he's I'll just say. as good of a. Nothing changed in his context. He gave up three snaps. Whole game that went to overtime. He gave up three snaps: two to Tyler Goodson, one to Trey Sermon. I, I agree with you, and I would argue it's an even better matchup, but I just I would be pretty surprised if he's over 50% this week. The Sims are going to love it. <laughs> I don't know. Because I think there's other guys in the price range that were before he like opened everything up. I mean, he projects he projects five points better than the guys around him, basically. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a great play. I just... I think you don't have to worry about 75% this week. Um, Well, I I wasn't worried about it. I was clicking it regardless. Can we get McCaffrey in here? Yeah. I mean, we've been saving money on this build. Yeah. We can pretty play McCaffrey. Uh, All right, Peter. Let's, um, let's get a defense in here. Let's give me, uh, I think they're probably going to end up being popular. 
Uh, we could we could do Chiefs. I was going to do Browns versus Bethard at three K. Sure, that's fine. That leaves Browns. a sixty one fifty for two spots. All right. Uh, wow this this six K wide receiver range has turned to dust so fast, man. Ugh. this was a really good range earlier in the season. Now it's like Cortland Sutton, Chris Godwin, T Higgins. You know what? You know what? I'm going to go back. Dude, can I give you a combo most... that fits? I'm just going to throw it out there. Rashi Rice, Brandon Ayuk fits. I'm just was messing with something, but mm. well, I was going to see what happened and what we could get to if we took Zay Jones because we can play Zay Jones and Justin Jefferson. If you uh, want to, you want to triple stack Lamar in a contest that's literally unlimited entries. Zay Jones, not Zay Flowers. Zay oh. Jones. Oh, Zay Jones. Okay. And then you oh, put Zay. in the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> Zay Jones, Justin Jefferson. That I, my, I, I think, uh, you know, it's just faded. That every week of the uh, every year in the NFL, Zay Jones just gonna absolutely smash in week 14 and week 15. That's just that's, <laughs> that's why you're doing it, guys. Yeah. I hate to do this, I normally would never do it. I'm going rogue, I'm playing Rashi Rice and Brandon Ayuk in the that's that's fine. Challenge let's do that. Let's do that. I'll, right, I'll do fine. that. I'm not gonna say no, I'm not gonna say no to Rashi Rice. I don't love Ayuk. I, I mean, I always prefer Debo, so I'm gonna do that on mine. I'm clicking Debo on mine. The slappies are going to chase Debo. I mean, this the Debo stuff. Do they play manner zone? Is it the manner the zone matchup? <laughs> Craig, what do you? What's your take on in these gauntlet early playoff best ball? Don't worry, I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole. That Debo is going ahead of Ayuk in those. Is he? No, Ayuk's going ahead. I thought Debo. Oh, when the contest first opened, the ADP it must have adjusted. The it was right after the week it ended, and Debo was oh, okay. had a higher ADP. Debo has a higher Debo has a higher individual game ceiling than Ayuk, so he should go ahead. I don't think that's true. I don't know if no, I, I mean. I, well, I definitely think that the guy who had a billion yards and three touchdowns on seven t- touches last week has a higher ceiling. Me personally. <laughs> To quote quote Sam Sherman, to quote Sam Sherman, sometimes the easiest way to figure out what a guy can do is to see what he's done before. And Debo has like multiple 40 burgers on his resume. Debo's very good. I think having the number one downfield wide receiver on a team that's putting up a ton of points. But but Purdy doesn't throw downfield that much. Not that Debo is getting a billion touches per game either, though. I mean, didn't he have five catches in that game? I mean, he's great, but yeah, Ayuk is Ayuk is awesome. Like, I'm not, I'm not really despair. I'm just a Debo slappy. I would just say, in general, like if over the years you were just like, of, I'm gonna play whichever of these guys is the least popular, you know, from yeah. the San Francisco trio. That has been a profitable strategy. Long, you would you would have lost last week. I said long term, Davis. I'm just saying. Slappy. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to pick the right ones. It's kind of what the Sims. Go ahead, go, go ahead to play Zay Jones with CJ Beathard <laughs> against our own defense here. <laughs> Meanwhile, I mean, Zay Pat Jones, and I, Zay Jones is completely immune to who his quarterback is. He just exists. He just exists for Josh Norris to victory lap. Like that's why that's his. <laughs> no. his <laughs> Josh Norris is distracted now that J- Joshua Palmer's 21 day practice window. Is no, open. oh Josh baby. Norris, Josh Norris is too busy bag defending everything that's ever happened to Bryce young he's like yelling at bryce young's fourth grade chemistry teacher for being mean to him or whatever (laughs) all right let's move on all right let's move on to running back so really i mean we kind of skipped over it but the question of the week is what do you do with zach moss do you play joe mixon coming off his best game of the year with jake browning 
do we trust the Bijan workload? And uh, Zach Charbonnet also projects extremely well. He's questionable right now. Uh, we did literally get this matchup, what, six, less than two weeks, no, slightly over two weeks ago, 16 days ago. And Zach Charbonnet got 88% of the snaps and like four fantasy points. So what do you do? What I'm do intrigued by Bijan for sure. I mean, I, I think Bijan's like he's going against this Tampa Bay run defense that's fourth in EPL out per play or fourth in EPL out per rush, but they like rank really poorly and not like all the other rushing metrics that I've been looking at. And they just like they haven't allowed a ton of touchdowns over the course of the season, but they have allowed some touchdowns recently and they don't they're they they're not good in success rate, they're not good in ESPN's uh, run stop win rate. So I don't think it's like a all that challenging of a rushing matchup. And then you also have like the little bonus factor of like maybe, maybe they actually attack the Buccaneers through the air where they stink. And obviously they're not going to attack them like another team would, but maybe we get like a shift away from this ultra, ultra run heavy style that we've seen recently from the Falcons. Um, and that, that would be good for Bijan Robinson. He's got a 15% target share. So, you know, he'll be involved there. Um, it's like one of these things where he's probably going to get 50% of the carries, but he's been doing that and getting above 20 opportunities for the last three weeks because they've been running so much. So I think it's a, you know, pretty, pretty solid spot for him. You obviously you're worried about, I guess you're worried a little bit about like the, the pure ceiling of it, but it's, it's like a median projection play. He's pretty interesting. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Like <laughs> the I've been doing the Bijan thing a lot. And I think ultimately where I've landed is like, it's so hard for him to get to his absolute ceiling just because yeah. of how conservative the team is. Like he did, what was it? Two weeks ago, he got 27. He scored a, uh, like a 40 yard passing touchdown, I think from Ritter. Like, obviously I, I love Bijan. I, I am a Bijan slappy. But this feels like a spot where, like, Tyler Algier is getting 11 carries. Cordero Patterson's getting nine. I mean, I'll, pro- I'll definitely play him some just because the other guys in that range. Like, finally, Rashad White has been killing it all year, and they finally raised his price. He finally got up to 6800 Like, he's more expensive than Bijan. Definitely rather play Bijan than Rashad White. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's kind of tricky. What- one note I would make, I think we had initially started talking about Zach Charbonnet and even, I think even uh, Rashad White here too. It's like, how many times have we talked ourselves out of running back plays because of her perceived bad matchup when if the volume has been there, they've smashed. We had the Barkley game a few weeks ago. This past week, we had James Conner just get absolutely fed and dominate in a quote unquote bad matchup. To me, Zach Charbonnet really stands out. Like he's been getting about 15 carries five to six targets a game, like every week since Kenneth Walker has been out. And I know the Niners are good, but I I'm okay chasing the volume, especially on these guys that are super cheap. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like just that. like, 
I that's so I think one, I'm playing all the moss. I'll probably just play him on every team. But I've only got two other slots left. At least one team will be McCaffrey, right? I'll definitely want to get McCaffrey in this spot. And then so it's like, okay, you've got Bijan, you've got Sharbs, you've got Javante, you've got Kyron, you've got Rashad. I, I'm having a hard time choosing. I haven't even mentioned James Cook yet at six thousand dollars against this like unbelievably weird high scoring matchup. Like James Cook could totally get twenty five here. Like no no doubt in my mind. Are we is Charbonnet? I mean, isn't Charbonnet dealing with a knee injury? Uh, shoulder injury, I think. Yeah, but well, Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker could also be back. You know, this it's a first yeah, look show. All, you know, it's it's yeah. a first look type program. So well, we you mentioned Javante. We should talk about him. I mean, his workload has been really solid. It does seem like they're ramping him up. We were kind of digging into that on stat chasing last night. Um, they've started uh stopped some of the tomfoolery with Jaleel McLaughlin, and the Chargers are just such a dumpster fire. He's another guy where I feel like things are trending in the right direction for him. And he, I mean, Gretch pointed this out. I couldn't believe this. Has not scored a rushing touchdown this year. Javante Williams. That's crazy. That, passing. that, that is, is crazy. That is, yeah. that is wild. Yeah. yeah. The Chargers huh. might be able to break that streak for us, though. Yeah, I think they can. Um, and the, the Broncos have been really run heavy recently. Like, they've been, um, pass rate over expected, they've been minus 8% or lower in three of the last four weeks. Minus 6% or lower in four of the last five. So, they, I mean, they're kind of, like, going back to that, like, managing the crap out of Russ and, you know, trying to get some big plays through the air, but just, like, super, super run-heavy style. Uh, and their defense has actually been good recently, so it's kind of it's kind of working. Not spot um, for him. I definitely think he is a, he's a, a very strong volume play. I think my concern would probably be about like what his absolute ceiling could be, you know, like yeah. he's not going to, he's not going to catch too many passes. Uh, is, is week 14. He has not recorded a rushing touchdown. So probably not a ton of uh, eh. two touchdown games in his range. I don't know. Maybe that's true. I, so something that I noticed, I think he could I get two touchdowns. I think that's your path. If I told two. you, if I told you Jaleel McLaughlin played nine snaps last week, how many touches do you think he got? I don't know. He seems to like average a touch every other time he's on the field. I'll, I'll say four, six, okay. six, six touches on six touches on nine snaps. Yeah. Like, love that. like he, he is, I mean, you know who he is. He is the Pierre Thomas in the, 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 the Sean Payton, you know, uh, hierarchy type type thing. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I also think, I also think a, what, what do we think Javante is going to be owned? Like I'm looking at this shit right now and I'm like, Javante is going to be, jam like people are going to want to play him really why i mean 5800 i guess in the sims era stink yeah Yeah. well i just i guess i'm i know moss will project well but this feels like a spot where like last week like i was saying like you kind of had to play moss to do the stuff you wanted to do and just like yeah for tyreek yeah tyreek and mccaffrey and like the eagles game and all that like moss was coming along for the ride in a way and I don't, you know, Moss is more expensive than Javante. So I think this feels more like a week where we kind of do the leveling thing a little bit at running back. And not that these guys will pass Moss, but that Moss will, I 
think be held in check, at least compared to last week for sure. Yeah. Um, by by people moving to some of these guys, but I don't know. I guess I'm worried that like Javante and some of the other options won't be sneaky at all because people will be moving off of them to to get that ownership discount. Yeah, CMC's really the only sexy guy at the top, right? Like Diggs is cooled yeah. off. Keenan, you're worried about just still like dumpster fire. Charger stuff, Jefferson coming back. Amon Ra. Like there's good plays, but none of them are just like super sexy in the way Tyreek Hill was last no one. No one will be 55% owned. No. Yeah. Well, what about Mixon? I mean, Mixon's more expensive than Moss. And I mean, I know it's... It's gross I, wouldn't play, I wouldn't play Joe Mixon as the second most expensive running back play of a slate, even if I was on fire. Chase just Brown's like, future backup, Joe Mixon. It's just, it's just against, it's against my principles. Now, uh, my principles might get invalidated when I go to check Sim stuff Sunday morning, and he's like the number one most optimal player in the entire slate. I think that might be what happens. The Sims are wrong, brother. They don't know the ownerships. The ownerships, the ownerships, the, you know, the whole, it's a whole, it's a castle built on sand, just like Ethereum, like well, where, you can, where you can't do it. You can run back the, the Galbrain leverage play I floated last week and then didn't have the stones to do myself, which is you fade Zach Moss, play Derrick Henry in the Titans D against the Colts. This week you fade Zach Moss, play Joe Mixon in the Bengals D. How many, uh, how many, what's the combinatorial ownership of Joe Mixon and Zach Moss going to be? Hmm. Higher than well, it should be, probably. I think. Uh, yeah. And then we haven't even talked about we haven't even talked about Kyron, who it Ky, four touches or four snaps for Royce Freeman last week. They just said they just said Kyron, it's your show, brother. How's the matchup for him, uh, Baltimore Pat? Do they do anything for receiving backs? Uh, the I mean, my my concern would just be that Baltimore is very good overall. So are there. Ravens going to be moving the ball, or sorry, the Rams can be moving the ball effectively through yeah. the air, because um, the the Ravens are pretty good against the run, and then they're obviously elite against the pass. Peter Peter just told us we shouldn't care about the matchup and just chase the volume, though, right? I mean, that was the case last week. Everyone scared got scared off of it. The projections were low on Kyron. It's like, does it fucking matter if this guy's getting twenty five touches and all the goal line work? Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. Uh, all right, let's do uh, let's do wide receivers. Uh, Justin Jefferson returns. I can. Can you guys ever remember Justin Jefferson being eighty five hundred? That that's got to be way lower than his normal price, right? Or am I wrong? I feel well, like Pete's not impressed. He's only get him in the lineup, you know. Yeah, Pete, <laughs> Pete. Pete was like Zay Jones and Justin Pete Jefferson. Jones. That'll never work. No way. Dude. I got to see Madison it first. He's coming off him. <laughs> Matt. Madison, more like mad at him, brother. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an interesting spot, right? Because in general, too, like guys coming back from injury and stuff, like you, you almost always want to take the the injury discount. You know, both price and ownership. They've been very cautious with him, right? He was like questionable four weeks ago, and they kept keeping him out. So I think right. you assume full health. Um, I guess the whole thing is like. Joshua Dobbs, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. Is there any kind of shift? Um, because there are new variables um, from when we last saw him. What What is the variable, Peter? Joshua Dobbs. Oh, I and Jordan were... Addison's breakout. Yeah, but Jordan Addison post... is not even earning targets at like an Adam Thielen level. You know, like he's played with other good pass catchers before, and it hasn't mattered. 
yeah, I'm I'm not saying that uh, I don't think he can have a good game here, but I'm just acknowledging there are unique variables that we haven't seen for Justin Jefferson in play yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, that that's definitely true in the sense that like each day is a brand new day, and Shut you, up. you know, it's it's the, it's the first day, it's the first day of the rest of your life. What I will say is that uh, the way things are working out for the Vikings, that if they win this game, they go to fifty six percent probability to make the playoffs. If they win their next game they go to 70%, but if they lose this game to the Raiders, they go to sub 20% to make the playoffs. I, my take would be they are absolutely gunning as hard as possible. Like Justin Jefferson is going to be getting 10, 11, 12 targets here. Like it, it's full on the Justin Jefferson experience. And I think that what we're, what we were talking about last week, you know, there's not really an Uber high end elite guy that you just think is getting 30 the way we did last week with Tyreek, I would say Justin Jefferson's most likely to be that guy. Yeah, I think Jefferson and Dobbs, I mean, obviously it's a downgrade with Cousins, but and Dobbs is coming off a horrific game um, before the bye. But the interesting thing about Dobbs is that he does throw to his first read a lot. Uh, he's, he's fourth highest among quarterbacks right now in, in uh, first read attempts per drop back. And so like, He's, you know, he's going to make mistakes. He's also going to do some like fun stuff and scramble around. But in between that, he will like sort of generally be executing the offense. Um, and that offense, I think, should flow through Justin Jefferson. So I, I think Dobbs is like good enough to like he's not going to hide the intent of the the game plan. So one thing I would say is I I wouldn't mind using Justin Jefferson by himself. I wouldn't stack him. With Dobbs, no, no, no too. stack, no. no stack. Cause if the games Dobbs is like the optimal or top quarterback, he's probably running it in twice. Right. Yeah. I yeah. think he just played Jefferson. Yeah. And I, and I think by the way, you can play like a lot of him. I think you yeah. can, I, 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 he might be, that might be my flag plant this week. Like how many times in your life have you gotten to play Justin Jefferson when the field is scared of him? You know, like everyone was afraid to play a chain last week, a chain, was six percent owned last week instead of being the week the two weeks before when he came back from the injury he was 16 percent owned the last slate before he suffered the original knee injury he was i think 45 percent owned like you you just gotta you gotta when the field is unsure i i think it's just when these guys have these crazy ceilings i think you you have to capitalize uh the jaguars wide receivers with bethard i mean it you, you will get some zay jones uh hashtag running the sims I, I just in general what are we thinking about the cheap wide receivers this week the cheap ones or the jacks ones but either or i guess i i started out just i just really really got to talk about zay jones today but yeah uh no 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 and i guess we'll talk about evan ingram um peter your your favorite player uh, a little bit a little bit later um yeah cheap wide receivers jaguars wide receivers take this where you want to go uh Elijah Moore is interesting. Again, Amari Cooper didn't practice again today. Seemed to have good rapport with Flacco. His price is up from last week, but 4,500. I think you could still stomach it. Pat, we were very close to a massive JSN game on Thursday night. Decently tough matchup, I guess, against the Niners, but 4,100. Can you go back to JSN here? I think so, yeah. I, I like JSN. Um, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's not like an easy matchup, but they're going to have to throw. So 
And I think he's, he's closing think... on Lockett in in median projection. By the way, Peter, he's he's now within two points of median projection. On the flipping is coming, bud. It's coming. <laughs> I think you also want to think about like, you know, like volume is obviously good for any receiver, but JSN in particular needs volume because he's going to have a shallow a dot. Like he's is deeper downfield than he used to be. But even last week, he was uh, he had an eight out of five point two, and that was with some deeper shots mixed in. So. You know, he's more of an underneath guy. So I think you want to feel like you, know, you probably want to play this as the, the Seahawks are, are trailing. Um, 49ers are putting up points more easily than they did the last time. And you just got a volume play on, on the other side. Like, I think we he pairs nicely with CMC, you know, with that. Yeah. We mentioned uh, Odell earlier. I think he's in play. What, what about Alec Pierce? Do we touch uh, chase that touchdown? I don't think so. No, no, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do that. Uh, you so these are the the points per dollar guys. I can kind of gather by looking through. We have uh, Joe Flacco's adopted son Elijah Moore, who led <laughs> the NFL in a dot. Uh, actually, just an air yards total. Rashi Rice. The projections seem to finally be buying the Rashi Rice thing. They're just like, yeah, this dude is going to get nineteen percent of Patrick Mahomes' targets. Corain's dude, Drake London. Maybe I guess maybe an interesting thing is is the Texans. Like, do you have it in you to play a five thousand dollar Noah Brown? I, me personally, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, there, there's not a. I don't think there is a three K chalk wide receiver this week right now. Just kind of looking through things, like I don't see uh, a. What have we had? Rondell Moore. We had Justin Watson. Dorch, uh, we had Elijah Moore. Dorch, yeah, Dorch, brother, yeah. Yeah, I don't not not chalk for sure. I don't see it. I really like OBJ. I think he's yeah. he's pretty interesting. I mean, I guess we're gonna his routes were really low in week twelve, but um he's been they've been like his first retarget rate has been really high over the last few weeks. So it's like when he's out there, they're really looking to get him involved and it's a good matchup. Thirty eight hundred. Sure. I mean, yeah. Oh, revenge, revenge spot too for uh, for Odell. <laughs> oh, is it? I see. That's not, it's like very weak revenge. It's very they, weak revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pick your favorite, uh, like mid-range wide receiver of these guys: uh, Michael Pittman, Chris Olave, Brandon Ayuk, Jamar Olave, Chase, Olave. Assuming that Jameis starts, I mean, I will be. I will be doing cartwheels if Jameis starts for for Chris Olave, I think. Who are, who are the other two? I like Olave Sorry, or Pittman. Olave, Pittman, Ayuk, and Chase. Hmm. All in the same kind of salary range. Six, I mean, Chase, nine, I might be Chase. Two. I might be Chase. Yeah. Yeah, he's the most expensive. He looked he looked good, and like Browning looked he looked pretty damn good. Browning looked, looked pretty like good. So- he, he looked like sophomore year, sophomore year at the University of Washington, Jake Browning, where he threw 40. Okay, we did officially turn Ross. into ship chasing uh, with yeah. some Jake Browning UW uh, talk here. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I actually think if if you guys care about this, I think Chase is probably going to end up in cash builds. So that is going to end. Really? Yeah. That's my guess. Seven, my, I mean, six? That doesn't seem like a. Yeah, because I don't think Diggs, Keenan, Jefferson, Brown, or Evans will, and then definitely none of the guys between seven thousand and seventy six hundred will. So that's that's my thought right now. I feel like if I was a cash bro, 
I'd just be like, oh, I'll just get up to a Mon Ra. That's just me trying to put myself. Yeah, in the I mean, brain. you know, it's the outdoor spot. Brown secondary has been a little bit better. Amon Ra hasn't had a smash in a couple weeks, you know. Peter, you starting to build some shells for? Uh, yeah, yeah Peter, shows. we're I'm close. On my dude. Week you, you, shell, need, dude. You, you need to start thinking about the shell. You, you got to start. Yeah, you you got to get in that pondering. cash mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, week eighteen. It's so soon. Yeah, I'm gonna like... I'm gonna go ahead and flag plan Justin Jefferson while we're here. I just <laughs> I see right now I see Justin Jefferson at like eight point three percent ownership. I mean, okay. Free. Do you want to make another bet? Can we? You want to put a twenty five on my IUK Rashi Rice for your Justin Jefferson Zay Jones? No. Because I that that probably will be a dis, that'll be just uh, that will just be doubling down on a decision that I'm just gonna make like that's just gonna be a decision <laughs> that I make. yeah you know? kill hedging <laughs> it's not I'm not even pre hedging it's just like I'm imagining myself Sunday morning and I'm like oh Zay Jones he'll have chemistry with C J Beathard he's the backup quarterback like you know like I just I'm already I'm already there chemistry Jones is starter. <laughs> If you don't end up playing a lot of Zay Jones, circle back with me on Sunday to get your Zay Jones action in. All right, I will. Uh, I'll send you. I'll send you a message in the uh, the ship chasing Discord. Which, by the way, you can join if you find the link. It's it's a great deal. You got to join. You got to join the wow. ship chasing Discord. There we everyone. go. Um, all right, Kitchen's not here, so we don't have to do the FanDuel team, right? I mean, there's just absolutely no reason I'm, for it. There's no reason. reason. Yeah, so I we definitely it. we got to do it. We all have a hard out here in about seven minutes, anyways. I like that. Yeah, we all. There's gonna out. be someone in the comments. Only reason I watch this show is for the FanDuel build. It was completely <laughs> useless this week. Play King Henry and then figure the rest out. That's um, <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, tight end. Tight Sam, can you guys end. talk me out of? I I need to. I mean, you guys may need to talk me out of the small field. If I'm going likely and I'm going OBJ, do I just tack on flowers and do a Lamar triple in small field? How, what's sure. what's the path to that getting there? Lamar throwing for the most passing yards he's ever thrown for in a game in his career. Well, the salary wise is not that it's fifty seven hundred, thirty five hundred, and and uh, thirty eight hundred. If if yeah. Lamar is the highest scoring quarterback of this slate, he ran for a minimum of one touchdown, probably two. I think it's like the Fields thing though, right? Where it's the rushing that gives him the floor and the passing touchdowns that give him like the QB one ceiling. Like Lamar's not going to be the QB one just on rushing alone. He's going to have to throw a couple touchdowns to be the QB one. No, he definitely could. He definitely could. And I'm sure has. Could you get there? Like, like if, if flowers was 57, if flowers was like 6,000 and, and Mark Andrews was 7,000 and I was double stacking them in a good spot. Yeah, that. but that's that not the that's crazy. not the own you think it is because you're still using another roster spot that can generate points. Yeah, true. But but, but also I know, but like I get the same I, I amount of points. One one I never double stacked Zay and Andrews with Lamar at any point yeah, this season. I didn't really I didn't I didn't think it yeah. was good. Rank yeah. um who do you think will be more popular of these three tight ends clustered in the same pricing range? Sam Laporta, George Kittle, and TJ Hawkinson that order i think yeah people yeah, i think that Hawkinson's order. not going to get played at this price with jefferson back there's no way no no yeah that's definitely true yeah. um i mean we do have i i will say i'm going to be tempted by kincaid this week like very very tempted mm. in a in a liam-esque way to just with at 5500 with Knox back 
Yeah. Uh, he's not back. His 21-day practice window is activated. But, okay. He's back. But, like, for the conversation, is the Dalton Kincaid play dependent on Knox not playing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah then I'm, yeah. On, I'm on board with that. But I'm just saying, if Knox is active, okay. I mean, it's a horrible price tag. Someone's got to explain something to me. I have never, in a week of DFS, never, not once, has anyone ever not mentioned Tyler Conklin when talking about tight ends? Why? What we we got we got the chat mentioning Conklin. He he is the most nothing player of all time. He's also high in the points per dollar stuff when you when you sort right now. It's Especially like, I think this might be the company you keep. I haven't thought about Conklin in like <laughs> I haven't ten heard weeks. Tyler Conklin mentioned every anywhere. week. Every I get him in the Sims too. I get him in. I get him in this. Oh, it's a, Clay Sutton says it's a great matchup. It's a great matchup for for the tight ends. What about uh, what about Cole Komet? Because and yeah. and. I, I, I seem to have a thing this week for for double stacking and, and triple stacking rushing quarterbacks, but but do DJ not do Moore not, do not double fields. stack fields. No, you can single stack Komet and Fields, but don't don't do the double. Don't do the double. It's a pretty good, like very good passing matchup, and the the Bears' run defense has been pretty good. So like maybe the line because the, the thing with the Lions is right, they want to run the ball, but they will pass the ball if they're down. So like yeah. you can play the the bears to to be effective through the air and then it can kind of shoot out it's not like the most likely outcome but it's possible yeah i mean these teams two these two teams played together a month ago and fields and Komet and dj moore all ended up like giga chalk and so did st brown and so did gibbs so i'm expecting that to happen again you think they will we haven't even talked about them I don't know why. That's kind of crazy. We probably should have. I guess because they're all kind of weird prices and they're not great points per dollar median values, but they're like the Sims, like when uh, when Justin Freeman does his uh, graphic where he posts like the most optimal guys, like DJ Moore is going to be like the third highest optimal probability. I already looked at, at theirs this week and he's literally the third. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, <laughs> I, I don't know ball at all, but I do know Sims. I do know <laughs> Sims. <laughs> Fields, I mean, I don't know where the you know, you know, if it's, it's all gonna be mega owned, then I'll I'll feel differently. But like fields, maybe one of DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and then Amon Ra. But in small field stuff, I don't mind both. Who, who's more owned, Purdy or Fields? Because if it's fields, I will just I will just do all fields teams this weekend, I think. After last week, I don't know. You yeah, know? I think people want to play Purdy. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close. How about how throwing out a tight end? Uh, had his worst game since like mid October. Uh, David Njoku, forty one hundred, but still just been earning targets at a really high clip. Earning is he a gets, strong word. He gets he gets over owned. <laughs> targets are earned, bro. He, so <laughs> Not he, his. He gets over owned because he's always the number one value in Leone shit, and so that flows into what people play. He's always the number one points per dollar tight end on establish the run, so that always makes him over owned. Yeah, Leone, just start sliding some of the Najoku projection over to JSN here as we head. It's down it's home. honestly it's so <laughs> unfair to Leone because I truly don't think he is involved in the nitty gritty of deciding no, David Najoku's target share. <laughs> but but, but it's just like yeah, fucking Leone, like Dank and Brain and Jack Miller. <laughs> no, he is as our uh, as our punching back. <laughs> I'm convinced that Leone's going in there and just clicking the little up on David Njoku. <laughs> I mean, he up. has. It's because it's because he got a. He got a 15, he had a 15 target game two weeks ago. And that's like impossible to rid from your data. But it was also like right. the 15 worst targets you've ever seen. Yeah, but that was also sandwiched by two And nine catches you've games. ever seen. They were bouncing off his hands. I mean, it's awful. 
Wow, we're <laughs> shipping it. We're shi we're shipping more. We're shipping more. I actually Wait, work with Dave. I work with Dave Connolly, so <laughs> he knows where to find me. <laughs> this is incredible. You drumming up action from people who are lining up to play Tyler Coughlin at Titan. Like, <laughs> Dude, I got world I got twelve hundred dollars of DraftKings head to head invites last week and shipped them all. Ship them all. <laughs> Dude. It's, it's, you're like a you're like a traveling circus. Everyone wants to show up to see what the swap king is gonna pull out of his bag this week. And you know what? I did give them some swap magic. I was behind someone in a 215, so I swapped, but I swapped to Debo, so they were dead. Hell yeah, dude. That's amazing. Davis, oh. you should I would like specifically follow and turn on notification for like a Davis Swap King Twitter account where it's like 104 PM Eastern. You're like, fuck, dude, thinking about swapping. And then it's like 345, just swap to Devo. Let's go, bitches. <laughs> I mean, Peter, it all takes place in your Discord. I'll be posting my team and I'll be like, easy, what do you think I should do? What, what about this swap? And he'll be like, I don't know. I think you're giving up too many points. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. But then I do it anyways. <laughs> Davis is just like the the like Nick Young uh three point <laughs> shot, except Davis keeps hitting it when he turns around. <laughs> One of these weeks, and it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen pretty soon. I'll, I'm gonna do a swap, and it's gonna be a disaster. Like I'm gonna swap onto <laughs> someone who immediately gets injured, or like I'll be so far behind, I'll be like, I'll swap to Cooper Cup. No one will see it coming. And he goes three for 30. Like it's, there's no way I escape 18 weeks of a season without one swap disaster. Like no chance. As Sean points out, we do have a hard out. So uh, yeah, hard out. Uh, actually, can we, can we do this real quick? Crane, what is your process been like creating teams this year? Are you a, are you a sim user? Are you a, a toilet builder, bro? Like kind of what is, what is he, the, what just the triple been? stacks guys that, can't possibly support three pass catchers. <laughs> yeah. right. The salaries are low. I'm just, I'm just talking it out. It's Wednesday. Um, yeah. The yeah, I've been doing. I've been using the uh, the Sims on the solver. It's definitely like kind of like it's been tough for me because I've been I've been changing my process this year to account for the Sims, but I also like feel like I want to go back closer to like my old process where I was like building, I need to build, I think I need to build more lineups for my own brain and then take those to the Sims and then come back and get ideas. But essentially I think people talk about the Sims, like making the games harder to me, it makes Saturday less of a day that I can just not do anything. Like I want to just not do DFS stuff yeah. like a, a lot on Saturday and do, and I always woke up early and done like a ton Sunday morning, but I, I think I need to do more Saturday night and get get more See, ideas generated. I've been the opposite because I've been like laser focused on like drafting through up until Saturday night. And then I pivot over and it's been helpful for me because I used to be the king of getting anchored to an early lineup mm. I love or an early player. And then like ownership or Same. injury or another guy would pop up and I'd be like, I don't want to rearrange this lineup for this guy. Like, <laughs> so coming in like Sunday after has actually, I think, helped me make better lineups but i do agree that it is you got to find that equilibrium of enough time to tinker and mess around yeah. but also without getting too anchored so what i've been doing is i've been running the sims before building anything 
So I won't, I know guys I like, like I do all my shows, but so when I go to go reserve all my contests for the week, I don't put a placeholder lineup in. I just reserve the entries in the contest because I don't even, I don't even want to be like, oh, well, clearly the roster construction is, yeah, you use cheap wide receiver here, a $4,000 tight end here. You have these four running backs to choose from, and then you fill the stack in around them. Um, obviously I'm still staying poor with this strategy. So not, not that it's like a foolproof or anything, but I, I find it easier to accept the kooky shit that the Sims wants to give you if you if you do that. If you if you are not like I already have a team saved and that team that I have saved looks way better than this dog shit. Well, I one thing that I've really enjoyed about messing with the Sims, like for instance, last week I knew I wanted to have a Tyreek Hill Devon A Chan team. I knew for a fact I was gonna have one of that. And you know, I thought, okay, I'll first try with Tua. And like I could not get any teams with Tua to like grade out well with those three guys. And then I started messing around with some of the vomit stacks, like the cheap quarterbacks, and then getting those two guys in around it. And it liked that a lot more. And so it helped me stumble upon a lineup that made, it was like, I always knew I was going to have it, but I didn't know which way I was going to configure it. And the Sims kind of push you in the right direction. One thing I've been wanting to do more of is like getting to a lineup that I, that the Sims like, but then making like little changes off of that, that I'm like, I don't really care at that point what the Sims think. Like i kind of like IK being to stuff that I like better. Um, just like, like, like same team player swaps, that type of thing where it's like the Sims, that's where the Sims aren't, aren't really giving me much. The Sims are basically, they're going to be very projection reliant there. Um, I think that's the a game good. environment and the salary and the ownership stuff's kind of already baked in. And then the key is like making sure you're not tweaking something that the sim would be liking for correlation purposes. Like last week, I saw a lot of teams that had David Njoku and Elijah Moore without Flacco. And if you were like, oh, I'm going to do a different tight end instead of Njoku, it's like, well, the sim is probably liking this block of points from these two players. But say you switch like Elijah Moore to Amari Cooper and went up and then whatever. Like my guess is the correlation there would still be working pretty well. The yeah, thing, exactly. the, the number one thing I've learned that is negative EV that I was doing like every single week was punting two spots off. So it'd be like a lot yeah. of weeks I would have, I would have Quentin Johnston and Zay Jones, just like, like hypothetically, just like two guys who like, it's like you squint and you maybe see it. You you could play one squint and maybe see a guy per lineup, but two is like you're like 20 points off the optimal just doing that already. Like you're already like so far behind doing that. Have either of you guys uh, done any double tight end in tournament lineups this year? Yes. Yeah. One of the, one of the Kelsey weeks I did. Yeah. Like I well, McBride, there was a couple of McBride weeks where I was just like, yeah. I'm going to do McBride and another tight end. Well, what the reason I asked too is because it's been funny, right? Historically, it would be like you play the punt guy, the 2,500, the 2,900, and then you use the second guy as like a glorified receiver, like the Kittle, Mm -hmm. the Kelsey. But this year, like when you look at the Sims, it has been the year of the like mid four, five to five K tight end. It's like Ingram and McBride pop, you know, back when Kincaid was always in that role. And so like the two mid tier tight ends continually popping has been Najoku, obviously being another one, Ingram. It's been like, I continue to like not wave it. And then what do you see ship last week? Trey McBride and Brevin Jordan teams because Brevin it's, Jordan yeah. ended up outperforming the punt wide receivers who he was another thousand right. dollars cheaper than. Well, it's that's because there's a, there's an artificial deflation on tight end salary. If Trey McBride was a wide receiver, he'd be 6,000. He'd, he'd cost yeah, what, what say right. flowers does. I had a lineup 
with Deontay Johnson and it was a three running back lineup. So I didn't have the option to, mm. to play Trey McBride in addition to Brevin Jordan. I had Brevin Jordan in that lineup plus Deontay uh, and then three running backs. And the whole time I just kept looking at that lineup being like, I just, I just wish Deontay was Trey McBride. <laughs> like it's not a, a swap I could have made with that, but you know, like even just thinking about like their, like their real life kind of profiles, like Trey McBride has a, has a cooler profile than Deontay Johnson. It's a similar, like he's going to earn a bunch of targets, but he actually does some stuff with them. So yeah, I agree with Davis. I think if he was a wide receiver, he'd just be priced higher. All right. I'm with you. Out. All right. Hard out everyone. Thank you very much for listening and watching this whole cast. Make sure to tweet at soccer. Dave, tell him you missed him. Tell him it's not the same without him. Far too much actionable information in this program. Just a, a, a 10 minute discussion of the Sims and how we are using them and some of the blind spots that we have and that the Sims have. No one wants that. No one tunes into this whole cast for that. They want dick jokes. And so soccer Dave will be back uh, to provide that and more next week. See you later. Thank you.